0: I want to go to the scriptures and I want to give you a word uh, from the word. And this is Luke chapter eight, verse 40. And on the other side of the lake, the crowds welcomed Jesus because he had been waiting. They had been waiting for him. Then a man named Jairus, a leader of the local synagogue, came, fell at Jesus' feet, pleading with him to come home with him. His only daughter, who was about 12 years old, was dying. As Jesus went with him, he was surrounded by the crowds and a woman in the crowd who had suffered for 12 years with constant bleeding, and she could find no cure. Coming up behind Jesus, she touched the fringe of his robe and immediately the bleeding stopped. Who touched me? Who touched me, Jesus asked. Everyone denied it, and Peter said, Master, this whole crowd is pressing up against you. But Jesus said, someone deliberately touched me. I felt healing power Go out of me. When the woman realized that she could not stay hidden, she began to tremble and fell to her knees in front of him. The whole crowd heard her explain why she had touched him and that she had been immediately healed. Daughter, he said, your faith has made you whole. Your faith has made you whole. Go in peace. While he was speaking to her, a messenger arrived from the home of Jairus, the leader of the synagogue, the guy who originally asked Jesus to come to the house. He told him, your daughter is dead. There's no use troubling the teacher. But when Jesus heard what had happened, he said to Jairus, do not be afraid. Just have faith. She will be healed. When they arrived at the house, Jesus would not let anyone go in with him except Peter, James, and John and the little girl's mother and father. The house was filled with people weeping and wailing. But he said, stop the weeping. She isn't dead. She's only asleep. The crowd laughed at him because they all knew she had died. Then Jesus took her by the hand and said in a loud voice, my child, get up. And at that moment, life returned. And she immediately stood up. I want to talk today about a father's faith. A father's faith. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you now for your word. We thank you, Holy Spirit, that you're speaking, that you're leading, that you're guiding. I pray today would be a day of encouragement for dads, an encouragement for family. And I pray today that our faith would rise as we hear your word in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Uh, I love this passage of Scripture because the Bible says that Jesus is coming into Galilee. What you'll find out if you do a little bit of study is that Jesus had already been to Galilee one time and now He's coming back again. It's His second visit. I love that about Jesus. That He doesn't just come into our life one time, give us one opportunity. And if we mess up that opportunity, we've missed it. No, he enters into our life over and over and over again. He pursues us over and over and over again. He calls unto us over and over and over again. He invites us over and over. See, the first time he went to Galilee, people didn't receive him. There was no faith. There was no real move of God. There was no real miracles. It, just really nothing happened. And it's almost as if that first time the people of Galilee missed their opportunity. So Jesus plans a second visit. Oh, I love that about Jesus. You know, we've been in a grace series talking about the grace of God. This is the grace of God that over and over, grace upon grace... Opportunity after opportunity, chance after chance. He, you say, is God the God of second chances? Oh, friend, he's the God of second chances and third chances and fourth chances and on and on and on. He, he comes to Galilee for a second time. And, and here's what's amazing. This time the Bible said they were waiting for him. It's as if the people said, OK, we missed our first opportunity, but we're not going to miss this opportunity. We know what happened last time, but this time is going to be different. We know how it went down the last time Jesus visited our town, but this time is going to be different. This season is going to be different. This moment is going to be different. This opportunity is going to be different because the last time Jesus showed up with his grace, but we didn't receive him in faith. This time, we're going to be there with faith faith. We're going to be there to receive him. We're going to be there expecting him. Can you imagine Jesus entering Galilee on the boat? And it's as if the the people of the town, their, their toes are in the water. They're at the edge. They're leaning in. They're expecting. They're excited. They're full of faith. I'm telling you, this must be our position because expectation is the breeding ground for the miraculous. Something happens when we lean in. Something happens when we honor the Lord. Something happens when Jesus comes to us with grace and we respond with faith. The Bible said they were waiting on Him and they had a different visit this time. They saw different miracles. It was a different moment. And I want to tell you that this moment can be different than your last moment. That today can be different than yesterday. I don't know what happened in the past. And I don't know what opportunities you feel like you've missed. And I don't know uh, what chances you maybe feel like you've blown. I don't know what, um, what moment you are in your life where you just feel like, man, I, I messed up. Listen, this time can be different. This opportunity can change everything over and over again and I just want to tell you that today will be better than yesterday tomorrow will be brighter than your past believe God for a greater future lean in again believe again pursue again pray again praise again get back in church get back to your relationship with God because I believe No matter the disappointments of yesterday, tomorrow can be better. They're waiting for Jesus. The Bible says in Isaiah 43, we forget the former things. Behold, I'm doing a new thing. Can I just tell you, God wants to do a new thing in your life, a greater thing in your life, a better thing in your life. Believe God for new things, believe God for better days, believe God that the moments that maybe didn't work out in the past, God's working all of those things out for your good and for what's next. I want to say it like this. Get your hopes up. Jairus comes to Jesus with faith. The people come to Jesus with faith. Get your hopes up that something good is about to happen. That better days are on the way. That tomorrow can be different than yesterday. Get your hopes up. Jeremiah 29.11 says, I know the plans I have for you, plans to give you a hope and a future. Good days, better days. Your greatest days are still out in front of you. And I believe your greatest days start right now. They start today. Well, I love the text because the Bible says that Jairus pursues Jesus. I just want to talk to all the fathers. Jairus took the responsibility to leave the house and to go after God. Jairus took the responsibility to make sure that Jesus got to his daughter. Jairus took the step of faith and pursued the Lord Jesus. Can I just just camp out there for a second, men? Hey, dads, can I just encourage you? Lead the way. Go after God. Pursue the Lord. Take this up. Stop letting your wife lead in the spiritual things. Stop waiting for your wife to have to tell you to pray or for your wife to make you to come to church. or And and I'm not here on Father's Day to to beat anybody up because I'm just pumped you you actually came out on Father's Day. It's already a win. And I just want to tell you, keep going after God. Be the head of your household. Pray over your children. Uh, Maybe pray before a meal with your family. Lead the spiritual temperature Of your home. Set the tone of your house. You know we can either be thermostats or thermometers. A thermometer will tell you the temperature of a room but a thermostat will change the temperature of a room. I just refuse to be a thermometer in my house where I let culture and media and attitudes and And whatever's going on in the world dictate the temperature and the tone of my home. No, I'm going to be a thermostat. I decide our home is going to be spiritual. Our home is going to be filled with God's word. Our home is going to be filled with prayer. Our home is going to have some worship music uh, playing in the background. Our home is going to be a home of peace. Our home is going to be a home... of of putting God first. You go, well, yeah, Jabin, you need to do that. You're a pastor. No, 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 I'm a Christian. I want to do these things because I love Jesus. And I want to tell you, you can set the tone of your home. You can set the tone of your home. You can set the spiritual climate, the atmosphere, the culture of your house. Jairus made the move. He didn't send his wife after Jesus. He went after Jesus. I just love that. You know, there's an amazing statistic that I read that if you're a child in your house, a teenager or, or a kid of any age, if, if you get born again, you get saved. You have a 3.5% chance of leading your family to the Lord. So a, 15-year-old walks in here one day and gets radically born again and goes home to his family and tells them about Jesus. He has a 3.5% chance of leading his family to the Lord. If you're a mom and you have an encounter with God and you get saved and you, you want to lead your children to the Lord and your husband to the Lord, the stats show that you have a 17% chance of leading your family to the Lord. It's higher It's still pretty low. But look at me, guys. Look, look. I know this is on video, but look at me. Lean in. Listen to me, man. Listen to me, Dad. Just let me talk to you man to man for a moment. Let me just talk to you like a man. I'm not even being a pastor right now. Just one Christian to another Christian. If you get saved and you put God first, listen to this stat. You have a 93% chance of leading your family to the Lord. Did you all hear me? 93% chance. When fathers lead, families follow. When fathers lead, wives will follow. When fathers lead, children will follow. When fathers lead, society will follow. What needs to happen in our nation cannot be fixed by governments or pastors. The revival that we need in our nation is a revival of fathers. And that's why I'm so grateful that you would prioritize today and be here. Because I need you. We need you. Our children need you. The next generation needs you. Our nation needs you. Where you see a lack of fathers, you see poverty. Where you see a lack of fathers, you see violence. Where you see a lack of fathers, you see pregnancies. Where you see a lack of unwed pregnancies. Where you see a lack of fathers you see drug addiction. Where you see a lack of fathers, you see gangs. We need fathers. We need you. Jairus took the... I know it's heavy. I know it's a lot of weight. But his grace is sufficient. And Jairus carried the weight of his family. He made Jesus a priority and he went after God. See, that... That's why it's important for you to be at the breakthrough course on Tuesday night. Are you you plugging the course? Absolutely. Absolutely. You got to be here. We need you. We need you to pack up your family and get here on Tuesday nights. When we have prayer meetings, I need you to be here. When we have special women's nights, I need you to send your wife off to make sure she's here. When there's church, I know it's hot outside sometimes or, you know, throughout the summer. I know it can get kind of cold in the winter. I know there might be different sporting events happening, but listen, get your family in church. Jairus embraced the weight of being a father and he led his family. I just want you to see that. And his daughter was sick. And he asked Jesus, think about this. Would you come to my house? Would you come to my house? I want every father to know. And obviously this message is for everyone in the room, but, I'm, but I am talking to dads today. Invite Jesus into your home. Invite Jesus into your home. Don't let Jesus be a Sunday morning thing for one hour, a Sunday night thing for one hour. Get Christ in your home well, Chabon, I'm, I'm uncomfortable praying with my wife or I'd I feel weird talking about the scriptures with my kids. Okay, just start with you and Jesus. If it's five minutes, if it's an hour, I don't know. But invite Jesus in your home. I, I'm talking about like specifically, read your Bible in your house. Pray in your house, worship in your house. Because it's doing something to the spiritual climate of your house. Jairus said, would you come to our house? Would you spend time in our house? And Jesus said, I would. And can I tell you, anytime you invite Jesus into your situation, He will always respond with a resounding yes. He said, yes, I want to come. Well, the Bible says they begin to go back towards the house. And now they're on this journey home. And while they're on the walk home a woman with the issue of blood stops Jesus. I just want you to think about it. It's a pretty intense moment. Jairus is freaking out. He knows his daughter is on her deathbed. He knows that at, at any moment his daughter could die. And Jairus does not know yet that Jesus has power over death. He, he knows that Jesus heals. He's, he's heard about the miracles but he does not know that Jesus can raise people from the dead. And so. He he's freaking out and he's going. We gotta go. We gotta go. You could almost imagine them. Jairus holding on to Jesus, pushing him through the crowd, like we have got to get to my house. And all of a sudden, Jesus stops, and he says, "Who touched me?" And he begins to have an encounter with the woman. And now, this is a very uh, for you who who are not uh, church people or maybe have never been to church. This is like a very popular passage of scripture. You know. A lot of people preach about this woman who, you know, she pressed through the crowd and grabbed a hold of Jesus and and Jesus healed her. And it's an awesome story. It's an amazing story. It's a inspiring story. It's a it's a faith filled story. But but listen, it's awesome. As long as you're not Jairus, you got to realize Jairus is kind of freaking out. He's going, why are we stopping? Why are we talking to this woman? We got to get to my house. You could almost imagine the butterflies in his stomach. You could almost imagine his hands shaking. You could, you could imagine a bead of sweat going down his forehead as he's he's trying to stay calm, but he really is under pressure. And while Jesus is having this beautiful woman of a beautiful moment, excuse me, of, of healing with this woman, the Bible says that Jairus' assistant comes. And says, it's over. Don't trouble the teacher. Your daughter's dead. But there's a key phrase in the text that I think we can miss. It's verse 49. It says, while Jesus was speaking to her, the assistant came to Jairus. And when the assistant told Jairus she's dead, Jesus spoke up and said, Do not fear. She's going to be okay. You've got to put yourself in the moment. Jairus was so close to Jesus that when his assistant came with the word of defeat and doubt and fear and death, Jesus spoke for Jairus and said, "Do not be afraid. Just have faith. Your daughter will be okay. Here's what I want you to get. In a moment of delay, in a moment of fear, in a moment of doubt, in a moment of panic, Jairus stayed close to Jesus. Jaben, what do I do when I'm disappointed to stay close? What do I do when I'm discouraged? Stay close. What do I do when I kind of don't know what's next? Stay close. What do I do when I feel like Jesus is ignoring me and healing everybody else except me? Stay close. What do I want? What do I do when I want to run? Stay close. (laughs) What do I do when I want to walk away? Stay close. Just stay close. Jairus, remain faithful. Can I just tell all the dads real quick, you know know what your kids need? They don't need more money. They don't need more vacations. They don't need a certain brand of car when they turn 16. The number one thing your kids need from you, dad, is faithfulness, consistency. Just be there. Just show up. Even even if you're a dad today and you're in the audience and and maybe you've had a divorce and you don't always have custody of your kids. When you do, show up. If if you have them two days a week, be there. Just be faithful. Like like Jairus, he just stayed the course. Held his ground and didn't move. Just show up. That's the number one thing. Your kids need from you. They just need, they need your presence. They just need your face. They just need your voice. Jairus just stayed faithful, and faithfulness is so underrated in our culture. But it's what we need. It's what your kids need. And it's what God requires. In order to see a breakthrough. Jairus stayed faithful. And now we move along to verse 52. The Bible says, Jesus enters the house. Because see, that delay was not a denial. He got delayed with the woman with the issue of blood, but he never said no to Jairus. Your delays are not denials. Those delays can actually be used to build your faith and increase your faith. And increase your faithfulness and your patience. And so now they enter the house. And Jesus says stop the weeping. She is not dead. She's only asleep. I know you've given up but I haven't given up. I know it looks hopeless but it's not. I know it looks over but it's not. I know the funeral has already begun but it's not. And then he speaks to the girl to get up. I just want to speak over every prayer you've prayed, Dad. Every promise you're standing on. Every every dream that you have. That thing's going to get up. Don't give up. God says that thing's going to get up. Don't quit too soon. It's not over until God says it's over. I appreciate what the doctor said, I appreciate what the teacher has said, I appreciate what the therapist has said, I appreciate what the counselors have said, I appreciate what our government officials say, but at the end of the day, it's not over till God says it's over and my faith is in God's word, God's promise. My faith is in Jesus. And I'm believing for those things to get up in the name of Jesus. So, Father, I pray now uh, for faith to rise. I pray a special blessing. Number one, I pray a special blessing on every father. Lord, I pray that you would anoint us to carry the weight of being the man of the house, of being Um, That person that has to um, just feel a weight that maybe we weren't expecting. Maybe we didn't know it was going to be like this. But God, your grace is sufficient. So give us the faith, like Jairus had the faith, to go after God. To invite Jesus into our house and to believe you for miracles. No matter the situation that is going on right now, for every person in the room. We can all learn from this passage. This is... This isn't just for dads today, it's for every person. So I'm praying, Lord, increase our faith to believe you. Increase our faith to pursue you. Increase our faith to believe that the things that we thought were dead can come back to life. So Lord, speak a word of resurrection. Speak a word of life. Speak a word of hope over us and we receive it. We believe it in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, amen and amen and amen.